Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. We're so glad you joined us here for the conversation as we go verse by verse through the book of Jeremiah. Our series, The Hard Truth, is looking at this Old Testament prophet's messages of sorrow, judgment, and hope. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. So glad that you joined us again today. We're in a brand new chapter, chapter number 12 of the book of Jeremiah. Uh, Pardon my voice, I've got a little bit of something going on, but uh, I think I'll survive. Got this postcard I wanted to share with you from our good friend and listener, Friendly the Cat. Yep, I got a postcard for Friendly. Friendly the Cat says, Dear uh, Pastor Skelly, your daily podcast is just Perfect, P-U-R-R, perfect. I watch with my owner daily. Not only does it provide me with biblical knowledge that helps keep my keep me sharp, I have to keep my brain trained as I'm now 17 years and six months old. Didn't realize you were that old, friendly. I do get a monthly shot for my arthritis, but by, I'm focusing on my brain health. I bet that dog in Florida has long ago lost interest. Wow, friendly, dropping the the pet gauntlet down there. Keep up the good work, your number one feline friend, friendly. So friendly the cat, thanks for writing in yet again and for listening so faithfully to the podcast. Really appreciate that. And uh, tell your owner I said hi too. I sure do love her. Jeremiah chapter number 12 uh, in your Bible today, we are beginning, as I said, a brand new chapter. And look at verse number one, if you would, where Jeremiah says, Righteous art thou, O Lord, when I plead with thee. Yet let me talk with thee of thy judgments. And I love that language. Uh, Jeremiah is frustrated. As we have learned last episode, we talked about the fact that Jeremiah was even being lied about and persecuted by his own hometown people, people that should have known better, people that were among the priestly class. And yet, uh, Jeremiah seems to be an enemy in his own country, among his own people, lying about him, dealing with him treacherously. And Jeremiah doesn't really have a recourse. What what do I do about this? Where do I go about this? This does not seem to be fair. Have you ever dealt with a situation in your life that just wasn't fair. And it seemed as if even people that should know better and people that uh, should treat you better are not doing that. that. That's what Jeremiah is facing. And Jeremiah wants to just complain about it and doesn't really have anyone to complain to except the Lord. And he really doesn't understand why the Lord is allowing this. Uh, This is very reminiscent to me of the Psalm that Asaph wrote, Psalm 73, the very famous Psalm, where Asaph looks out his window for the first half of that Psalm and just said, this just doesn't seem to be fair. It seems as if I'm serving you, Lord, and all these bad things are happening. And those that aren't serving you, that don't seem to want to follow you, it seems as if they're being blessed. Uh, What is up with that? So Jeremiah begins chapter 12, by saying, Righteous art thou, O Lord, when I plead with thee. 
And I think that's important. Jeremiah says, Lord, I know you're right. And I know that you're holy. And I know that you are perfect. And yet, do you see that in verse number one? Yet, let me talk with thee of thy judgments. Lord, I know at the end of the day that there are reasons why you do everything and that everything that you do has purpose and ultimately fits within your plan. But Lord, I'm struggling with your decisions. I'm struggling with how things are 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 taking place. Uh, I'm, I'm, my brain is on brain fog here with this medication, I think. How things are unfolding, that's what I was looking for. And so watch what he says in, in verse number one. Wherefore doth the way of the wicked prosper? Lord, here's one of the big questions I have. Why are wicked people that don't have any intention of serving you, people that I, I see every day, people to whom I've preached, people that were there at the gate of that temple last chapter when I was preaching at the door, they just dismissed my words, but they weren't dismissing my words. They were dismissing your words. And so, Lord, why are you allowing them to prosper? Verse number one again, wherefore are all they happy that deal very treacherously? Uh, they're prospering. Uh, they're, they're happy. Their lives seem content and fulfilled. And here I am. I'm trying to serve you. Here I am. I'm trying to be faithful to your word. Here I am. I'm trying to do what's right. And it doesn't seem like my way is going well. And I'm struggling. I'm, I'm sad. I'm frustrated. Uh, I'm not happy at all. So, Lord, isn't this backwards? Lord, I know you're righteous, but I just have some questions. Now, can I just ask you a question today? Have you ever been in that situation in your life where you feel as if you're trying to do what's right, you're trying to follow God, and it just seems as if those that aren't doing right have no intention on following God, are not in the least bit worried about it, and seem to be, seem to be, to be perfectly happy? That, that's what Jeremiah is facing here. Look at verse number two. Jeremiah goes on to describe the situation. He says, thou hast planted them. Yea, they have taken root. They grow. Yea, they, they bring forth fruit. Thou art near in their mouth and far from their reins. So what is Jeremiah saying just by way of metaphor in verse two? He's saying, Lord, you're the one that gave them this land. You planted them. Uh, their, their blessings are a direct result of you. We know, according to James chapter one, that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. And Jeremiah is saying, Lord, uh, they benefit because of you. You're the one that brings the rain. You're the one that, that grows the crops. Uh, the blessings come from you, even though these people uh, maybe aren't trusting you uh, they certainly don't deserve your blessings, but Lord, uh, you planted them. Uh, they, they've taken root. They grow. Yea, they bring forth fruit. So Lord, it's, it, it seems as if that even though they're not ascribing to you the worth that is due to you, uh, they are still being blessed by you in time and space. In fact, it says at the end of the verse, and, and they are near, it, thou art near in their mouth. Lord, they talk about you. 
Uh, they say good things about you. They say their prayers. Uh, they quote their liturgy. Uh, they go about their religious duty. And yet the Bible says they, they, that you are far from their reins. So that would refer R-E-I-N-S. That means your decision-making, uh, your, your heart, the inside of you. Uh, they talk about God, but they don't think about God. They talk about God, but they don't honor God in their heart. So Jeremiah is saying, Lord, I can see this. I can see the duplicity of their lives. I can see the emptiness of their words. Lord, are you seeing this? Uh, they're prospering by you, and yet they just are talking about you in, good, in a good sense, but they don't have any real heart for you. Verse number three, but thou, O Lord, knowest me. Thou hast seen me and tried mine heart toward thee. Pull them out like sheep for the slaughter and prepare them for the day of slaughter. Lord, you see the way they are, all talk, no heart. And then, Lord, you know me. You know my heart. You know I love you. You know I don't just talk about you on the outside and serve you as an external thing. Lord, you know my heart. And, Lord, you know that I love you and I'm trying to serve you. So, Lord, I'm asking for some justice here. I'm asking, Lord, that you would deal with them, deal with them like a lamb going to the slaughter. Uh, it says in verse number three, and prepare them for the day of slaughter. Lord, deal with them the way uh, they deserve. Bring judgment upon them. Now you say, well, that's kind of harsh for Jeremiah to ask. Yeah, yeah, it is, but understand all that he's gone through. Understand the, the time frame involved here. Understand the level of rebellion that these people have exhibited toward God. Jeremiah has just had it up to here. He's saying, Lord, when are you going to do something about this? Look at verse number four. How long? That's always the prayer of somebody that's just frustrated. Lord, how long? How long are you going to allow this to persist, this person to continue to be this way, this situation not to get better? How long? How long shall the land mourn and the herbs of every field wither? So, Lord, Lord their behavior, their rebellion is affecting everything. It's affecting the land. It's affecting the nation. It's having a deleterious effect upon everything around us. Verse number four, for the, wickedness, for the wickedness of them that dwell therein, the beasts are consumed and the birds because they said, he shall not see our last end. And they're acting as if God is never going to judge. God's never going to do anything. They're, they're, they're living their lives with impunity, saying we can do what we want to do, we can live how we want to live. We can take advantage of God's favor and mercy and long suffering, and we'll never, we'll never see an end. We'll never see judgment. It'll never come to pass. We're fine. And and I wonder sometimes if that's not to put it on the other side of the equation. One of the reasons why we persist in our sin. Well, you know. I, I know I'm not right with the Lord. I know I'm not 
doing right. I know that there are things I need to get right, but God's not really going to deal with this. That Be careful, because that's what was intoxicating them. Uh, that was the delirium in which they lived, to say, well, it's never really going to, judgment's really never going to come. Uh, things continue as they are from the beginning of the of the world. That's the heart of the scoffer in Second Peter chapter 3. You know, people have been talking about doomsday and talking about the rapture and talking about God's judgment. People have been talking about that for years. It's never going to happen. And that's the worst thing we can say as we persist in our sin. So whether you're on this side of the equation, looking at how the unrighteous seem to be prospering and saying, Lord, how long? Or whether you're on that side of the equation and you are the unrighteous saying, ah, uh, I've got plenty of time. Both of those philosophies are wrong. God's timetable is God's timetable. We need to learn to trust him and act in righteousness every day. Why? Because God will honor the righteous living of those that are in persecution. Ultimately, shall not the judge of all the universe do right? And God will hold an account the unrighteous living, even though it might seem today like nothing bad is happening. And so great thoughts, Jeremiah chapter 12, verses one through four, hope that helps. Tomorrow, we'll look at God's answer uh, to Jeremiah's concern. I hope you'll join us for that. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.